our technology has the the right uh, tools, of course, to not only introduce efficiency and lower cost and lower weight, but also a new kind of aesthetics uh, to steelworks that uh, has been lost uh, over the last uh, uh, 30, 40 years. Uh, so, so we really hope that uh, just like uh, when Eiffel built uh, his Eiffel Tower, uh, we will get back a new kind of form language in steel structures that, uh, that will shape uh, yeah, our time in, in, in buildings. Kiora, I'm Troy, here as CEO and welcome to Stirring the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us middleheads up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today our conversation is with the Chief Executive of MX3D, Heis van der Velden. His company has a clear mission to introduce the advantages of 3D metal printing to new high-impact industries. Designing intelligent, robust and easy-to-use robotic additive manufacturing technology to enable users to 3D print large objects in metal. He's the creator of the first of its kind 3D printed steel footbridge in the Netherlands and we're excited to have him as the key speaker at our Future Forum 2020 Vision next year. You don't come from a technical area. What is your background? Yeah, so my background is a a legal uh, advisor, legal studies. Yeah, so I have a legal education, finished in uh, 2008 with a a study about uh, humanitarian uh, intervention law. Uh, But during my studies, I've always uh, worked as a producer for for artists, museums and designers to to create uh, their, uh, their latest artworks. And that's how I uh, gradually rolled in uh, to uh, this uh, type of innovative work. And how specifically did you get started in 3D printing or additive manufacturing and specifically steel-related printing? Yeah, so my um, yeah, my first uh, dealings with, with 3D printing really came by uh, Joris Leimann. Uh, Joris Leimann is a Dutch designer who... Um, tries to investigate how the world around us is going to change by uh, the help of digital manufacturing methods and digital design methods. And once you start to design with digital tools, then inevitably at some point you really need 3D printing to realize uh, uh, your um, your invention. So uh, we made quite a few uh, parts with different types of 3D printing and until we figured out that metal 3D printing was really the most uh, exciting new type of 3D printing. So we we put all our cards on that and and started to uh, try and invent uh, new ways to 3D print larger objects in metal. Your company's main slogan is, we speak robot. What does that actually mean? Yeah, good question. So what uh, what we believe is that uh, robots are going to conquer the build side and are going to conquer the way we uh, create our uh, our works in the future. Um, so not only as a 3D printer, but also as a transporter, as a scanner, as a driller, as a painter on the build side. So we really believe that the machine, the robot, is a platform for everything that we are going to uh, to do. Uh, so for us, it really made sense to not focus in the first place on, on the 3D printing, but first understand how robots work and, and, and what they can do for us and then move on to 
the three D printing part. So uh, everybody that's in our company and knows how to uh, deal with the robots. You have worked with a range of uh, additive manufacturing or three D printing technologies. How is the choice of material influencing the technology that you use? Oh, it's um, so yeah. We we worked a lot with uh, different types of three D printers, different types of materials. And uh, it's just a world of difference what you can make. So in scale, in in material properties, in 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 um, yeah, in in effectiveness of what you can what you can actually do in in geometry you can achieve. Uh, so so every project really requires a, a step back to see what you really need and to figure out which uh, printing method fits that best and which materials is. Uh, uh, possible to print with that method, and and for us, uh, we focused on developing a, me- a method of printing metals large scale. Uh, this has a lot of benefits, but you can definitely not do everything. So also for us, um, we need to educate ourselves in the first place, and later uh, people like uh, like the members of Hera uh, to to see what is all possible and and where are the limits of a technique like this. And how do you actually print in steel? So our steel. Printing is very simple. We have a welding machine and a robot, a welding robot, and we put layer on layer until we have a 3D geometry. Um, Of course, we had to figure out many new things because printing layer on layer was quite new. Uh, But once you get the the grip of that, uh, the 3D printing is not very much unlike normal welding. And why use 3D printing for projects? For example, the bridge that you um, made in in the Netherlands versus normal fabrication methods? So 3D printing is definitely uh, not yet a mainstream method of production for large steel structures, and maybe that will never be. Uh, But what we think is that 3D printing, like we do, uh, will find a really nice niche uh, for for heavy equipment, for customized parts, um, maybe for uh, steel connectors and big structures where only the connectors are special, but the steel uh, members are are standard. Uh, So it it will take some time before we really understand where this type of 3D printing uh, will, will find good business cases. Uh, but but we really think that uh, the the new liberty in design that uh, a printing method like this gives you uh, will eventually pay off in in, in certain uh, certain aspects, uh, mainly heavy equipment, maritime, and hopefully also in the in the steel structure uh, industry. Given your original background, what is your position in terms of robots taking jobs from humans? Yeah, so robots taking jobs from humans is always a uh, 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 which is uh, uh, a question mark, I would say, uh, but but I rather turn it around. In Holland, we, we only have a, a a very small group of people that has the skills to make uh, large scale uh, structures with uh, with welding, and uh, this group is aging quickly. Uh, we really need a, a new method of. Uh, uh, adding to that skill set that's uh, slowly disappearing in, in, in Holland, in, in most uh, Western countries. And we actually think that this uh, robotic um, addition to the workforce is going to help us to keep doing the things that we did and we don't have to outsource all these uh, these jobs to, to, to other countries. So we can actually um, yeah keep the jobs that we have now and, and make them safer, it's healthier. I mean, you don't need to be in the welding fumes. So 
I don't see our type of uh, robotic manufacturing uh, taking a, m- a lot of jobs away. I mean, uh, definitely in, in, in Holland, uh, we're building jobs with this. So hopefully uh, it will have a positive effect. Tell us about uh, why it's important to close the digital design loop. So we are closing the digital design loop, and that's really important for the way we work with these digital tools. So we design in a digital program. Uh, everything is produced uh, by uh, by the machine. Uh, we log everything we do, so you get a digital passport of your end piece. And this is important because uh, it is a relatively expensive process, of course. So you have all these equipment, all these machines, it takes time. Uh, but because the end part is fully controlled and, and, and certified, uh, you have a, a, a piece that almost need no human intervention, uh, no labor. Uh, so in the end, we feel that this is going to be a relatively low cost and uh, highly verified uh, piece of manufacturing equipment. The 3D printed bridge that you did uh, was pretty much a landmark, I guess, for steel additive manufacturing. And art and architecture are coming together now um, combined with technology and Industry 4.0, and our uh, campaign around Steel is Beautiful is really trying to showcase these combinations of art and and the technical. What is your thinking on this in terms of your technology? Yeah, I think our technology has the the right uh, tools, of course, to not only introduce efficiency and lower cost and lower weight, but also a new kind of aesthetics uh, to steelworks that uh, have, has been lost uh, over the last uh, uh, 30, 40 years. Uh, so, so we really hope that uh, just like uh, when Eiffel built uh, his Eiffel Tower, uh, we will get back a new kind of form language in steel structures that, uh, that will shape uh, yeah, our time uh, in, in, in buildings. With the printed bridge that you developed, uh, was it structurally sound in a normal way that a bridge would be? Yeah, so our 3D printed bridge is probably sounder than uh, than most uh, bridges uh, out uh, out in Amsterdam. Uh, there has been an enormous team effort on the bridge to create it in such a way that it's uh, overdimensioned, and we have to learn a lot. But we also tested uh, the bridge with a lot of tonnage uh, just to see if it holds and if it has uh, the overcapacity that we designed it for. So Imperial College and uh, TU Twente have just uh, uh, performed the last load test uh, by uh, adding uh, 20 tons on this small pedestrian bridge, uh, which is uh, about uh, 1.3 over its ultimate design load, and the bridge was still behaving uh, uh, better than expected. So uh, we uh, we think uh, we build a, a very strong and robust uh, uh, 3D printed bridge here. How do you see your technology fitting in with prefabrication and the and the move towards construction as a manufacturing technology? So our technology uh, will mainly be used in the factory. Even though uh, you know our great vision is that robots will be sent out in the world and they can create uh, their own bridges and structures without human intervention. We feel the most normal place of this technology will be in the factory, uh, working in a controlled environment on uh, prefabricated parts uh, that will then be assembled on the build site uh, where everything uh, can be done in a, in a much uh, quicker uh, concession than uh, when you would have to construct everything there. So. Um, like most fabrication 
technologies, I think this will be one uh, on uh, in the factory more than on the build side. And what do you foresee as the future for this technology, particularly in the construction industry? Yeah, so the future of this technology in the in the construction industry is definitely uh, going to be um, signature parts of such a construction. So what we have been working on with a Japanese construction company and will be released in uh, November uh, is, is a connector between different steel members. And uh, with that, uh, you can use uh, standard steel beams and connect them with a node that is fully topologically designed by a computer program and then printed uh, by our machine. So this is the kind of bespoke elements that we think can help um, uh, builders to create more special, more radical buildings uh, with the help of this type of 3D printing. So we're, um, we are working on a, a, a nice project that we're going to release in November. Um, well before first the, the HERA convention. And uh, this is a, a robotic arm. So we have taken a, a robot apart. Uh, we scanned the robot arm and then optimized it with a topological optimization program to reduce the weight and then printed it within uh, the time frame of a couple of days. Um, so now uh, we show with this project, we show that we can uh, uh, produce heavy duty equipment in a workshop no bigger uh, than uh, than uh, 10 by 10 feet and this this allows uh, even smaller manufacturing companies to really take in uh, a, a capability to cast uh, larger objects uh, again back in their own workshop and then finish them with with the traditional machining uh, parts so i think this will be one of my main uh, showcases uh, in new zealand uh, to explain how we got from uh, design uh, to the final part, and uh, perhaps uh, we can also show uh, some films of this robot uh, in action again. So there you go. Thanks for joining our conversation with Heis today. If you'd like to connect more with him, his details are in the show notes. This was such an inspiring conversation today. You can really see that adopting this technology allows us to push boundaries beyond business as usual. After all, the robot doesn't care if it makes the most rudimentary shape or the most complex one. It's this understanding that completely turns design and manufacturing on its head. Food for thought till we meet next time. So hit subscribe and if you liked what you heard today, please like, review or share with any metalheads you know. Let's spread the word. Hi, I'm Brian Lowe, your Membership Services and Support Manager. I hope you enjoyed what Gish had to say about his additive manufacturing journey and the future of 3D steel printing. Gish will talk more in detail about his steel bridge project as he'll be speaking in person right here in Auckland next year. So if you're keen to hear more from him, register to attend our Future Focus conference called 2020 Vision on the 21st of February 2020. Gish will be presenting alongside four other thought leaders on topics from digital fabrication to future technology, HR innovation, and more. Details are in our show notes and our website, hera.org.nz. That's www.hera.org.nz.